Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the Messy Masterpiece Podcast with Chad and Tori. Today's a big day. I know we've said that the past few days, but today's <laughs> a really fun day. Today is episode 100. 100. 100 wow. of this podcast. Crazy. Could you ever believe that we'd actually have done this? I never thought we'd make it to 100. No. I mean, in my head, I did. But getting to 100 feels like a, yeah. a big deal. Yeah. And it's just kind of fitting that we're up at midnight it's valid <laughs> recording this, <laughs> this because night, we really do put a lot of fun work into it but yeah um i think the fact that we are up this late is just kind of funny because it has taken that much work but it's mm-hmm. so satisfying once we yeah, do it it is 100 episodes in um sweet so i'm gonna go ahead and get us going uh first off happy saturday you weekend warriors mm-hmm. today's going to be another long form episode where tori's going to start with us doing a devotional mm-hmm. and then we're going to jump into some questions about stress yes um i can't stress it enough that you guys listen to that part <laughs> sorry i'm just kidding but uh we have some questions that we asked you on our instagram the messy masterpiece podcast and then yeah we'll go from there that sounds like a plan you ready to jump into it baby yes let's, let's jump into it y'all today's devotional is titled invite god's help and we're going to be reading out of nehemiah 6 verses 15 through 16 and it says so on october 2nd the wall was finished just 52 days after we had begun when our enemies and the surrounding nations heard about it they were frightened and humiliated they realized this work had been done with the help of our God. The love letter from God says, Beloved child, you can come to me with any request. When you feel that your life is out of control, let me help you. I want your personal trust to be in me. I want the foundation of your faith to rest on what I've done in and through my people since the very beginning. This is for your benefit. So your faith won't be shaken by doubt and worry. You can trust me even when you can't trust others. When it appears that everything is falling apart, I remain strong and unbroken. I am gathering the broken pieces to build a new foundation for you to stand on. In the days of Nehemiah, when my children were living in devastation, I took what looked like the end and built a new beginning for them as they laid one stone at a time. I will do the same for you. Trust me. Walk with me one step at a time. Together, we will change the world, starting in your sphere. Love your Heavenly Father. The reflection says, Worry never changes anything for the better. All it does is steal our joy. We can choose to worry, or we can surrender everything to God and be free from worry and fear. We are his children, and if anything concerns us, it will certainly concern him too. The treasure of truth says, worry doesn't change anything, but prayer can change everything. Did you choose this one on purpose? I did. I love it. That was actually really good. I was listening to you and I was thinking to myself, wow, that was like really great timing, God. And then I looked at you and I'm like, oh, she saw the Instagram story mm-hmm. I put where I was talking about stress. Yeah. I um so fun little fact, this um kind of part about Nehemiah was one of the first sermons I ever heard. Really? And it actually blew my mind. I remember hearing about Nehemiah and who he was at that time where he was a cupbearer for like I think like a Persian king. Yeah, I don't the remember king, yeah. I don't remember it all verbatim. So, you know, definitely go dig in scripture to find out exactly what that is, but 
what's interesting is is that he had heard what happened to the walls of Jerusalem mm-hmm. and he's from there and he wanted to go rebuild the walls. Yeah. And but him being a cupbearer if for a Persian king or whatever they are, he couldn't exactly leave his job. Yeah. Because it's an important role. Well, do you know what the cupbearer does? Yeah, they test all the things for if they're poison if or they're not. They're poisoned. Yeah. And if a cupbearer were to ever want to leave their job, what does that make you think? That someone's after the king. That someone's after the king. Mm-hmm. And so whenever he had it burdened on his heart, I can't imagine the I can't imagine the stress that he went through. Yeah. And it says in scripture that I think he fasted, mourned, and prayed for three straight he days. Did, yeah. And the king finally saw the stress that was on him. Right. And was just like, you know, what will you have of me? Mm-hmm. You know? And then mm-hmm. he was like, long live the king or whatever. And he was just, yeah. you know, yeah. and th- finally he communicated to him. He's just like, Hey, I want to go do this. Mm-hmm. And the favor that was showed to Nehemiah. Yeah. I was about to say that favor. Yeah. It was absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I love that. I actually um, was talking to our friend Nina um, right before we were filming this. And we were talking about this book, Crazy Love by Francis Chan. There's a couple quotes in there that I mean are so good. Anything by Francis Chan, we love. Um, but there was this quote, it says, when I am consumed when I am consumed by my problems, stressed out about my life, my family, and my job, I actually convey the belief that I think the circumstances are more important than God's command to always rejoice. Mm. And I'm like, shoot. Yeah, that's convicting. So convicting. <laughs> you know, because the Lord says, like, rejoice always, mm-hmm. right? Even in our suffering. And suffering is promised y'all sorry i mean we're gonna go through trials we're gonna go through hardships and all of those things but we have to make our first response running to jesus and rejoicing in the midst of that it's actually a command rejoice always and there's another quote that he says it says worry implies that we don't quite trust that god is big enough powerful enough or loving enough to take care of what's happening in our lives Stress says that the things that we are involved in are important enough to merit our impatience, our lack of grace towards others, and our tight grip of control. Yeah. And something that really blows my mind is how God designed us. It's so He's so detail-oriented where, mm-hmm. to a point where we can see stress and our physical bodies yeah. whenever we're feeling stressed. Oh yeah. You know, it changes the color of your hair. It mm-hmm. makes your face break out. Your yeah. eyes look heavy. We tend to be more irritable or frustrated yeah, totally. whenever we're stressed out. And there's just so many things that happen physically mm-hmm. whenever there's an internal battle happening. And like that God did that on purpose. Cause it's like, it's almost like whenever we experience pain, that's like, you know, the brain synapse is saying, Hey, don't do this again. That was not, right. that was not right. fun for me. Right. <laughs> you no, know, totally. And stress is also a thing that whenever our body experiences it, it wants to reject it or wants to run away from that. And so that's why they say stress is a killer. And Speaking of stress being a killer, we're actually going to spend the rest of this episode talking about how to deal with stress. Where is God in your stress? Whether you're struggling with stress with work or school, how to pray, are there is there such a thing as good stress? Um, and all those fun things. So I'm mm-hmm. going to open up and ask Tori a question. All right. Um, yeah. So I'm going to open it up, and I think this is a funny one to start off with. And okay. it's, do you ever get so stressed that you uncontrollably cry, or is that just me? That's a hundred percent me. Probably once a week. (laughs) Seriously. No, genuinely. I don't know why that's 
one of my immediate responses, especially if I'm really tired. If I'm very tired and I feel stressed, like I can't get the things done I need to get done and I'm tired, mm-hmm. I'm my immediate response is I'm just going to cry. Um, and I literally can't help it sometimes. I'm just like the tears are flowing. So number one, you're not alone. Number two, I think we all need to put into practice rest more because I don't, I don't struggle with that when I'm operating from a place of rest. I only really struggle with that when I'm really tired and I'm not allowing myself to rest. And I was actually listening something to something the other day that I was talking about um, when God created the earth and he created man on the sixth day and on the seventh day, his first like command to human uh, was to rest. And we were like talking about how, you know, for me, I'm like, oh, you know, everything's created. Like, God, what do you want me to do? Like first day here on earth, like, come on, what's, what do you want us to do? And it's like, rest in what I have done. And I feel like that's something I struggle with sometimes is just operating out of a place of resting in what God has done. And I feel like I need to keep pushing and achieving and doing things for God when God's asking me to just rest in him. Yeah. It's so good. So I think you pretty much covered that because <laughs> whenever I'm super stressed, um, I don't go into the cry uncontrollably thing. I go into a totally different mindset, which is probably more unhealthy, you know, cause mm. crying will allow you to express your emotions, what you're feeling. I tend to suppress it and just deal with it, you know, mm, yeah. which is good and bad, you know? Yeah. Um, but the next question I thought was interesting because it applies to stress, um, which is a, this is a tool that people use to work on stress, which is, so what are your thoughts about meditating? You know, it's so funny is we were talking to Nina and a- I was talking to Nina and Ava right before we started this and sweet little Ava said when she on Saturdays, she practices some mindfulness And she says when she gets really stressed or anxious or worried or just is really in her feels that she will actually tense up her entire little body. And she goes, I'll just tighten everything as much as I can. And then slowly but surely, she said, at first, I will relax just my neck and my head and I'll relax that. And then I'll really relax my arms and feel my arms relax. And then I'll take a deep breath and I'll Mm -hmm. relax my chest and then she'll do it all the way down to her toes. And she says, by the time she's finished going through untensing her whole body, she feels so much Mm -hmm. better. And I'm like, what a cutie. I'm like, I need to do that more often. I don't feel like I'm very good at taking that time um, to do that. There was a season that I was really using um, this prayer app and it was like meditation and scripture. And I was actually um, listening to that a lot right before bed and it was actually really helping. So I need to maybe start doing that more Mm -hmm. often. Yeah. So, so my opinion on meditation is pretty simple. Um, I'm actually a big fan of it, but not in the way that it's kind of just, uh, I guess, defined in certain portions of culture. Um, for example, in most forms of culture, meditation is the emptying of one's mind Mm -hmm. and in Christianity meditation is the feeling of one's mind on Christ. Yeah. And so huge fan of meditation, huge fan of meditation if you are focusing yourself on Christ because that's really what it's about. Yeah. You don't want to, it'd be good to empty yourself of stress, but you mm-hmm. need to empty or, it's good to empty yourself of stress, but it, you need to fill yourself in Christ. Yeah, I like that. So another question, it's kind of like the main point of this whole thing is 
What do we do to cope with stress? Mm. You know, it's funny that we're even having this conversation, y'all, because I feel like Chad and I have been in one of the most stressful seasons of our life. And obviously, if you guys have been following along for a while, you know that because we've been talking to you guys about it. We just have a lot going on and we're committed to a lot of different things. And so building a home and creating the content and doing the daily devotionals and everything that we're trying to do right now and build and encourage you with um, can be a little bit stressful to manage. And so I wish that we could speak on this topic from like an authoritative, like we've figured it out platform, but we are truly still walking through this process. Um, One thing that has helped is like truly embracing the need for help. Um, I think that that was something that was really hard for me to embrace for a while because I just have this like, oh no, just push through. Like we can handle it. We got this. Like just work harder and all the things. And to the point where I was having those uncontrollable crying sprees where I'm like, no, I genuinely actually can't manage all of this. Mm -hmm. And actually saying, oh dang, okay, not only do I really need to depend on on God and operate in peace in the midst of crazy circumstances and trying to do a bunch of things, but also, wow, okay, maybe we do need help. And maybe that help is beneficial to continuing the growth we're trying to, you know, accomplish. Yeah. For me, I, I like to, I definitely want to spin it to a positive where when you're experiencing stress, that is a sign that something needs to change. And like for me, stress comes out in really weird ways. Like for example, um, I when I get really stressed, I tend to break out with cold sores or fever blisters, whichever yeah. one you want to call them. Yeah, I get so stressed, I get so worked out. I get, I mean, I, I get so worked up. Those things just pop up on my lips, and mm-hmm. and for me, that's such a huge like red flag for me because yeah. if I am that, um, I guess worried or anxious that my body's freaking out and that I need to do something about that. And so I do like to look at it from a positive point of view where it's not good that you're stressing, but now you're noticing an issue. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're able to start working on it from there. And for me, I just like to work backwards. Mm -hmm. It's really simple. So for example, just, you know, the example of me getting a cold sore, why am I stressing and what's causing the stress? And then what would help me in this moment? And so there's so many different things and so many different variables. So it's hard for us just to share like a bulletproof plan of how to cope with stress. Um, but I think kind of piggybacking off of what Tori was saying, where one of your first responses to dealing with stress, say specifically for work, like you're stressed because you have too much work to do, which is kind of what we're experiencing right now. Your, your first response is typically, oh, go work harder, mm-hmm. like go get your work done and then you won't be stressed when that shouldn't be the answer because a lot of the things that we do unto Christ is counterculture mm-hmm. where, you know, like Jesus, like, you know, the, he's our, he's our savior and everyone kind of expected him to be riding a stallion and wearing a crown of gold, yeah. but yet he rode a donkey and had a crown of thorns. And right. so he's very counterintuitive to what we would think. And so I love what you're saying earlier about how we're first called to rest into what Christ has already done. Right. Yeah. And so that should be a good thing is to make sure that we're not going to have any gods other than our God Yeah. and work can become an idol. Right. It's for so totally. many people, especially us in the West. It's, it's so simply, it, it 
it's it's so simple for it to become an idol. And so I think that that's such a great thing to practice by saying, you know what, what would what would help me right now is if I worked through this and I figured it out and I got it done. But what would really help me is if I remind myself that work is not everything. Mm-hmm. I'm a human being. I'm not a human doing. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not loved for what I do. I'm loved for who I am in Christ. Yeah. And when you feel that, when you feel that affirmation, you feel that love, the unconditional love of even if you don't complete this work or there's task or whatever it is you feel like you need to do, you still feel loved in spite of it. Mm-hmm. That's something that's super special. Because yeah. again, I've mentioned another podcast where if you're loved because of how successful you are, that's one thing. But if you're loved because of how unsuccessful you are, that's a whole nother form of just feeling embraced in iniquity or weakness mm-hmm. or imperfection. Yeah. And so you're actually getting your, you have a, a really great chance to sit on the throne of Christ and say, thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me. And I'm not going to allow something to interrupt the peace that you offer me. Yeah. So you know? good. Love that. But to get back to the original, I guess, question uh, as I work backwards from stress, what I'll do is, is, you know, I'll, I'll do what needs to be done. For example, if what I need to do is to make a plan, then I'll do that. If what I need to do is call in reinforcements, call mm-hmm. in help or try to find help, then I'll do that. Um, and really just try to be really smart and diligent about the steps that are going to help you solve that problem. Mm-hmm. But for me, always the first key is to look to Christ and yeah. obviously go in your, your prayer closet, go in your war room and pray really hardcore about this whole situation and cover the entire situation in prayer. And I think just one last little thing for, you know, how we kind of cope with stress, which I don't know if I've done the best job answering this, but um, in addition to adding things to yourself, like adding help or adding prayer, you know, um, I think subtracting some things would be really helpful too, where if there are things in your life that are increasing your stress Mm -hmm, or increasing your anxiety, um, or if, you know, we all have self coping mechanisms. And so we need to make sure that these are, um, self coping mechanisms that are good, that are going to lead to good things like good habits and routines yeah. in our yeah. life. Bob Goff actually says that every Thursday he quits something. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, he's radical in his book, dream big, highly recommend honestly, any of his books are amazing but I love that every Thursday he quits something like one day he just went into his law firm that he owned and he he quit and he just gave it to another guy um but anyways obviously we're not talking this this radical in terms of coping mechanisms but something else I was thinking of is just like making sure that you fix your focus um because we're focused on all of the things going wrong, then obviously the result is going to be worry and stress and anxiety. But if we're fixing our eyes on Jesus, if we're fixing our eyes on the things he's doing in the midst of everything else, then that's going to lead to peace and joy and contentment because we know God is at work and it's going to increase our faith. And you know, y'all, the enemy is sneaky and his tactics haven't changed you know it's like they haven't changed and yet they still sneak up on us but he wants to deter our focus he wants us to live in that state of stress and anxiety he does not want us to live an abundant life he does not want us to live a life that is marked by peace and so making sure that we recognize when the enemy is at work so that we can rebuke that and refocus our eyes on Jesus 
truly is the best coping mechanism is taking our thoughts captive, giving them back to Jesus, saying, you have no place here in my heart or in my mind. You are not doing anything good for me. Um, You are causing me physical duress. Um, This is not the peace that I have been promised. And I want to walk in the promise of God. And so making sure that we fix our eyes on Jesus. um, Truly, I, I know it might sound cliche, but it's the key to unlocking a life that is not you know, marked by anxiety. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the, the trick with this entire question of, you know, stress in general, which is the solution may be simple, but that doesn't mean it's easy. Yeah, totally. You know? And so as Tori and I do mention the J word again and again (laughs) and again, Jesus, 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 we do want you to hear that that really is the golden ticket. Yeah. That really is the key. Always the answer. For example, if, if you have um, a front door that has one of those keypad entries where you have to put in the numbers to enter and you put in the wrong code, you're not going to get in that house. Right. And so, but you put in the right code and you're going to get in. Yeah. And for us, when we are dealing with stress, that code is J E S U S. Like I'm just being <laughs> real. Good. I'm yeah. sorry for the dad joke, but um, it is, it is a real thing. But of course there are some practical steps that we can to always help. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Tori and I are actually going to get ready to pray us on out and we're going to be answering a handful of more questions over on our Patreon, which we're yes. super excited to. So fun. Um, so I'll just give you an example of one of those questions. I think Tori's going to laugh at it, which is how does stress affect your intimacy? Ooh, <laughs> so Juicy. anyways, we're going to pray on out. And if you guys are part of our Patreon, we'll be answering some more questions. And we'll see you there. Love it. You want to reject to pray, baby? Yeah, I can pray. Ah, Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for your peace. Lord, we thank you that in the midst of a culture and society and the hustle and the bustle and the craziness and the lack of sleep and the things that we just think we have to do, God, that we instead can rest in you. Lord, that you are our sustainer, that you are are the God of refreshment, that you promise us your peace that surpasses all earthly understanding, Lord, that it literally does not matter what is going on in our life, the crazy circumstances that we might be going through, God, you promise us your peace. And so, Lord, I pray that we walk in that, that we walk in that authority, Lord, that people will see us, that they will look at our lives and notice that we have a joy that makes no sense, that we have a peace that makes no sense, that we have a faith that makes no sense. Lord, increase our faith today. Embrace your children today, Lord. Let them feel you. Let them hear you. Let them see you, Lord. We want a backstage pass. We want to see what you're doing behind the scenes, Lord. You are in our highlights, but you are also in our bloopers, Lord. You never leave us. You never forsake us. You are always there. You have a plan and a purpose for our life. We are here on purpose for a purpose, Lord. And so I just pray that today um, you give your children a vision, a vision that they can hold on to, a hope that they can hold on to, and not a hope that is deferred, Lord. Hope that they can hold on to and see present day. God, we love you, and we are going to open up the floor for our listeners to pray, to bring their requests to you, to cry out to you, to call out to you. 
and Chad and I are going to be praying in agreement with them. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never failed. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. Faithfulness. I'm still in your hands. This is my confidence. You've never Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen. I um, just want to encourage you all that we serve a God that is actually relatable. Mm-hmm. It's It feels yeah. weird to say that because, of course, like we're not God, right? Yeah. But like when Jesus came down, he made himself relatable to us and right. he went through all the types of stresses that we go through. Yeah. And as we read the Bible and we learn, we can see how he handled things. Yeah. We see friends let him down. Right. We know that he was a carpenter, so we can assume that there were different stresses involving work all the way to the stress of carrying the cross and carrying our sins, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, anyways, I just love thinking of how relatable he is in that way where we can look to his life and how he handled the hardest things that someone could ever go through and we can rejoice and how he teaches us to handle the hard things we go through. Yeah, it's a roadmap. It's a roadmap. Um, We love y'all, and we'll be talking to you tomorrow. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Adios. Adios.